Hi, this is Marian Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence, your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Lighthouse Conversation with Mrs. Denise Mills, Acting Education Officer, and Miss Alicia Knowles, Education Officer in charge of broadcasting. And they are both from Ministry of Education, and they are giving us the plans that are in place as we look forward for the reopening of schools. Independence. <laughs> yeah, it's far away. I know, March pass, um, all that it involves. Uh, and I know students usually look forward for um, this, for all those activities. Are there plans for that? Or you have not planned that far ahead? All right. You talk about independence. Now, that's something I always look forward to as well. And at this point, I cannot speak definitively towards it. But once we would have finalized that aspect, the public will be told. Okay. All right. I am looking forward to hearing. Okay. um, How did the Ministry of Education coordinate its efforts with the Ministry of Health to come up with protocols for the reopening of schools? Well, um, the ministry had a team that was designated towards developing a plan for the reopening of schools. And out of that team, there was a subcommittee that dealt primarily with protocols. Uh, Of course, we would have had a phase one opening with the return of our performers back to school. And protocols were created for the return of those students. So the subcommittee used the um, phase one protocols, of course, which would have been verified and approved by the Ministry of Health and came up with protocols for the phase two reopening of schools. And once those protocols were developed, then we um, consulted a team from the Ministry of Health. So it is it was a consultative process, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it was quite extensive. It was very, yes. very extensive, very, very extensive. Uh, th- there are points when we thought, you know, the protocols document is ready, and then we go back with a meeting to help um, with health, and we realize there has to be some tweaking mm-hmm. because, of course, COVID nineteen is a very yes. fluid um, situation. So. That is how it was done. So once the protocols were developed from the phase one protocols, phase two protocols were developed and then we went back to Ministry of Health and they provided us with a team to include the CHI and other doctors and um, 
the head of nursing, I think it was, mm -hmm. and we were all worked together to mm. um, create the protocols. Okay, thank you so much. Are the protocols between ministries so fixed that if, say, I call any of the institutions, whether it's Ministry of Health or Ministry of Education, um, I will get the same answer? Yes, you okay. should. You should get the very same <laughs> Okay. All right. Because of the wearing of masks, the regular school hours, will it remain the same? Are there any changes? With regards to the shift system, those students who, be, who will be, or the school, sorry, who will be returning on shift system, you will have students being in school for a shorter period of time. And you spoke about the mask, but according to the protocol, we have mask breaks scheduled there where the teachers will give the students the opportunity to, to take the mask off especially the primary schools, you can go outside for a few minutes and they take into consideration the physical distancing and they can do some deep breathing and so forth because we recognize that being in the mask for such a long time is not as healthy as we would like it to be. Okay. Let's talk about distancing. It was six feet, now it is three feet. Why the change? Okay, when our schools principals submitted the instructional plans. The instructional plans were done, and I'm referring to specifically the public schools at this time. The instructional plans were done with the six feet physical distancing protocol in place. However, there are one and two schools we recognize had some issues with regards to space. And so the Discussion took place where the six feet, no but no less than three feet, could be considered. And so we had the deliberation with the Ministry of Health with regards to that. And uh, the director, we interacted with him with regards to that. When the press release initially came out with regards to schools, it mentioned the six feet, no less than three feet, and we work with that. The majority, I must tell you, the majority of our schools, public schools, are working with the six feet. The no less than three, it's few and far between because we recognize the, the importance of maintaining the, the distance and also the health and safety of our, our students. What would you say to parents to let them know that the change in feet is still safe, is still a safe way to go? You see, the, the three feet also is based upon a recommendation from WHO. WHO, in all of their findings and extensive research since the development of this um, pandemic, would have seen evidence that three feet is safe enough. And uh, we have to... Um, be cognizant that there are no there are no um, guidebooks concerning this pandemic or concerning this disease. So we, w one of the things that we looked at is that we considered, because even when the considerations were being made to um, approaching cabinet to, to get that three feet, because by law it's six feet in Antigua, we had to do extensive consultation with the Ministry of Health as to what would be the drawbacks should we allow our students to um, to 
practice is three feet distancing. And one of the things that the Ministry of Health is saying is that as long as students are um, wearing their masks, their sustained mask use, then it is not going to be an, an issue. It won't be a challenge. So I just want to assure parents that the research has been done, that um, we are working with the recommendations of the Ministry of Health. And Ministry of Health has assured us that it is safe enough for our children. If it was not safe enough for our children, we would not have ventured to do this. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I know both private and government schools have a huge financial obligation now, more than ever before, when it comes to the health of students. Are there any concerns about that going forward? And I'm talking like, are you going to stay abreast to make sure that protocols are, are being adhered to? Well, um, the Ministry of Education will definitely be monitoring the process. Um, It is not that we're just passing over the protocols to school principals and say to them, enforce it, and it's up to them. The Ministry of Education will continue to monitor the process. And if it is that some changes need to be made, then we will do so. The principals, however, along with the staff, school administration Mm -hmm. must ensure that they also do their their job. They also um, carry out their responsibilities in ensuring that these protocols are being um, followed. And additionally, I know that the principals definitely, if things are not working the way they should, that they will express it. Our students are encouraged to have their own little personal pouches as well. To, with their little hand sanitizers and all the necessary things within that. Uh, Miss Nose can highlight that a little bit. So with their own personal package or pouch, that will also um, go a long way. You could probably itemize the things that um, should be in, in those pouches. Okay, what the Ministry of Education is encouraging parents to do is to provide students with a a package, like a nice little pouch mm-hmm. that would um, contain hand sanitizers, medication if the child has any um, medical um, issues, that the medication is placed there, face mask. Of course, um, you would have heard that the ministry has intention of ensuring that each child receives two face masks. But of course, things happen. Mm -hmm. So the responsibility is on the parents to ensure that the child always has an extra face mask. And um, we're also suggesting that in this pouch there is some sort of tissue paper. Because of course, you know, students, they may want to cough. Sometimes some of them don't um, practice the proper respiratory etiquette where you cough into your elbow. The The alternative is to cough into your um, a tissue, cotton, cough or sneeze into a tissue mm-hmm. and then dispose those tissues into the bin. Um, so we also would want them to have some sort of supply of tissues as well. Will the government be subsidizing the school with toilet papers and sanitizers, etc.? The Board of Education mm-hmm. is responsible for providing the schools with additional supplies. Not only during this time, but prior, we do obtain toilet paper, um, soap, uh, all the necessary things that we need to function effectively. And going forward, we expect, as we would have received during the CXC 
face-to-face return of, of the students, the various liquid soap, the hand sanitizers, and all the other necessary things that are required. The Board of Education is on top of that. Okay, all right. You are listening to Lighthouse Conversation. I am Marian Samuel, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to or speaking with Mrs. Denise Mills, Acting Education Officer, and Miss Alicia Knowles, Education Officer in charge of broadcasting, both from the Ministry of Education. What message do you want to broadcast to the parents at this time to instill in their children as they go back out to school? One of the things that I want to point out here Mm -hmm. is that one of our protocols speaks to screening, um, which ensures that our children or students are screened before entry. And they also must sanitize their hands, wash their hands also before entry. And we're just saying to parents, um, one of the things that the Ministry of Health wants parents to be cognizant of is that if your child is sick there has been instances and we all know this all of us may err um when our children are sick they have a runny nose mommy i'm not feeling well today you're going to school so we um the ministry of health is encouraging parents that once their children are sick to let them stay at home Mm -hmm. um that is one way of us fighting this um in addition to that we are we are asking parents that you know, you you need to be aware of what is happening. You need to be aware of the changes that are um, being put in place at this time. The, for example, timetable shift, um, alternate days, those sorts of things. You need to be aware as a parent so that you can respond appropriately. Um, we also want to encourage our 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 um, parents to provide nutritious food for their children. Um, we have. The research has shown that once children, once persons are eating nutritious food, it also helps to fight the disease and it also builds the immune system of, of our children. So we want them to provide nutritious food and educate your children, educate them how you wear your mask properly. Um, sensitize them to the fact, yes, we know that you've been out of school for a long time. You may not have seen your friends, but you know, no hugging. Um, no touching, greet them, you know, hi, how are you, with a hand wave, or whether you want to do a elbow tap or whatever, but it, it takes education, and students need to be educated as to what the best practices are this time. So those are some of the um, things that we want to point out. We also want to point out that there is absolutely no visitors policy on our school compounds at this time. We know we have had good relations with many of our stakeholders, many of um, many persons within the business community, and they have contributed a lot to our schools. But we ask that at this time, that persons refrain from coming to the school compound. If it is that there's an issue, there's something that you want to speak about, that you um, make contact with the school via telephone or through email, whatever medium of communication that the school has made accessible, so that we can minimize the um, the traffic on our school compounds. All right. What are the things you need to see the schools really put into practice going forward when it comes to protocols? It's about monitoring, and uh, we cannot we cannot turn a blind eye when we see a student doing something that is not in the protocol. So once 
students are told that this is what is supposed to happen on the first day of their phasing um phased in process and they're told exactly because the protocols will will be presented to them then then it's about enforcing and monitoring and keep reminding them reminding and reminding um, every day this is what is supposed to happen this is how it's supposed to be this is what is supposed to be done you don't see a child wearing a mask um, because even the mask breaks, they're authorized by the teachers. You know, the teachers within their discretion would tell students as to when exactly these mask breaks are taken. You know, so when you see the children not adhering to the protocols, it's just to re- keep reminding them that this is what is supposed to happen. Okay. And any last words, Ms. Knowles? I just want to assure the public that the Ministry of Education, Science and Technology is cognizant that there are many parents out there with concerns about their students, their children returning to school. But the Ministry of Education is committed to ensuring that once children are on our school plans, that their health and safety is of utmost importance. So um, it is no easy task at this time. It is um, it is a challenge. We all know there are no, there, there, there are no rule books. It's a fluid situation. The, it's unprecedented and uh, we are doing our best but one thing is, is, is important one thing that we have to bear in mind is that our children must be engaged in learning but the Ministry of Education is committed that once our children is engaged in active learning it is being done so in a healthy and safe environment mm-hmm. Thank you so much Okay, and Mrs Mills Yes, I concur with Miss Nose with regards to what she would have just expressed because commitment is that key word there because it is not um, the situation is not one that we can easily put aside. No, it is something that is going to be with us for a while. We don't know how long. And so we have to try to adjust and and adapt to the situation. It's not going to be easy. If we sit here and say it's going to be easy, we'll be fooling ourselves. And that is why we need to have the collaboration of our parents, schools, ministries, all our stakeholders working together to make make it happen. And even to you, you, the, the, the management and staff of Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, you are making it possible because here we are now sensitizing the public of, of what is expected, what they should look forward to. So I just want to express thanks and appreciation to the management and staff of Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. I also want to express appreciation to all our principals. You know, it should be vacation time. But they're mm-hmm. planning, they're preparing, they're calling, they're asking questions, they're working, they're working to make it happen. I also want to add that our private school principals, they have been working diligently in terms of getting the schools in readiness. They would have received the checklist, the necessary things that are required for the, the schools to be approved of for the reopening, and they have been working in getting the necessary things in place. Those with issues or questions, they call to get clarity. And so that, is, that tells me that all of us are really on board. And so I commend all, I commend our principals f- for a job well done. I want to express appreciation as well to, to our parents. Our parents have been 
you know, even asking questions. They have been working along with us. Yes, they are concerned. Yes, they are worried. But we are showing them that we are working to make it um, as safe and healthy of a return for our students as much as possible. And I cannot forget our teachers. Our teachers, they are quite significant. Without the teachers, who will teach our students? And so their health and safety, that's very important. And so as we work together, I just want to continue to to emphasize the importance for all of us to look out for each other and the the assistance, the guidance that we receive, that we ensure that we follow through on them. I also want to highlight at this time too the importance of our school counselors. Returning to school, students have been out, some might be a bit traumatized, the school counselors will be there to provide that counseling, that guidance. So once again, I just want to express appreciation to to all for what, you know, for the involvement, for working together to make the plan that we have become a reality. Okay, ladies, thanks for coming and sharing the plans that the Ministry of Education have and is putting in place for the coming school term to keep our students and teachers, basically everyone involved in education, safe and mentally ready to carry on their education. Thank you so, so, so very much. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Ms. Samuel, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or lighthouse bimi at gmail.com or give us a call at area code 268-462-1454 or send us a message via whatsapp or text at area code 268-782-1454 Here now is a reminder to students and parents of the phase-in approach put in place by the Ministry of Education for primary and secondary schools. Students and parents, please listen carefully. Now, with regards to going back to school, as I indicated, it would be one with a difference. For our primary school and secondary school, Before they can actually return, we are going to be phasing in our students. So we'll have the phasing approach that will be utilized. And this is very important because we recognize that in order for for the plan to work, our students need to, to be in a position where we can actually test what we are putting into place. So that the students can be of fair with the, the timetable, the students can be of fair with the protocols, 
and also all the other things that are necessary as we prepare for school. Additionally, as we bring our students back in this phase approach, they, it will give the management, school management, the opportunity to make necessary adjustments so that the health and safety of our students and teachers and all those in the school community can be addressed properly. Now, what is the phase approach actually? Well, what will happen all of our students will not be returning to school on September 7 at the same time. For the public primary schools, for week one beginning September 7, we will have all kindergarten, grades one and two and six students only during that first week, week one, September 7. During the second week, all classes, in addition to grades 3, 4, and 5, will operate fully. So during week 2, we'll have all the students on the plans, grades 1, 2, and 6, as well as grades 3, 4, and 5. For those students, or schools, sorry, that will be functioning, utilizing a shift system, the students will return for week one, kindergarten, grades one, two, and six only. And for week two, all classes to include grades three, four, and five will operate on a shift system. Now, when we talk about shift system, basically all the students will be at school that day. However, they will be there at different Times. For example, you may have students being on the plan from 9 to 12, and then you have another group coming in from 1 to 4, 1 to 3, based on the instructional plans for the various schools. The private schools have been in conversations with the parents during their, their PTA meetings, and they have been informing their parents of what the reopening of schools will be like as well. For our secondary schools, the phasing process goes like this. For the first week, beginning Monday, 7 September, all first form students will be in attendance, only first form students. For Tuesday, 8 September, all form two students. Wednesday, 9 September, all form three students. Thursday, 10th September, all Form 4 students. And on Friday, all Form 5 students. I must add, too, that for the secondary schools, there are a few of the private schools who will be also phasing in their students. The approach might be a bit different, but at least they will be doing similar things to what we are, what we are doing. Now, with... The week beginning September 14, all students will be in school based on the instructional plan that has been established for that particular school. Some students, based on forms, might be in attendance, forms one and two, one day, forms three, four and five, another day, and that is specific to our secondary schools where they will be returning utilizing an alternate day approach.
There are some secondary schools based on their roles and the number of students and also the size of the school. Those schools will be able to be in attendance fully without um, having the alternate day approach. However, with the alternate day approach, the students will be, for example, Monday will be in school on Monday. And as I indicated, the schools will indicate to the parents and to the students what the approach is like, what the timetable is like. And so when the students are, set of students are in Monday, those students will be engaged in face-to-face instructions. Tuesday, another set of students face-to-face instruction. However, the set that was that was there, like let's for example Forms 1 and 2, that Forms 1 and 2 will not be at school Tuesday. They will be at home engaged in online learning, working with worksheets, getting various assignments done during that period. And it continues like that. So one set is in, the other out. And once you're out, you'll be engaged with the online platform. And once they're there that first day, for example, the first formers, they do not return to school the the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Further instructions will be given to them by the specific school. I also want to add as well that with the schools going back with the alternate days, the teachers are all expected to be at school every day. That's important. They are all expected to be at school, utilizing the internet that is there to continue to engage our students. To all teachers and students, do have a safe, productive, and successful term. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can hear Lighthouse Conversations Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. If you're in Antigua, you can listen at 92.3 MHz FM. If you're in the Caribbean, you can listen at 1160 kHz AM. Or listen online at www.radiolighthouse.org from anywhere in the world. Or you can subscribe to this podcast. Looking forward to having you join us next time. Bye-bye.